Welcome back to What About It? In this episode, we break down the latest headlines. We also discuss what's happening in the media. There's big news. Yes, there is. We also will get into a deep personal conversation based off your submitted weekly wonders. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be playing a fun game of Would You Rather, a classic, but with our own spin. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. It's John Flynn. And Sierra Morabito. With What About It? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the second episode ever of What About It? Woohoo! Woohoo! We are so excited you're back. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in last week and for tuning in again this week. I would say this is the start of something <laughs> new. How about you, John? I mean, I'd say it's very High School Musical. Yes, it is. We're always. living the the Disney dream right now. No, but for real, thank you guys. Thank you, everyone, for the support of subscribing and following us on Instagram and tuning in again this week. Yes, we're so happy. Well, John, I would love to know. um, We talked about Valentine's Day last week. How was your Valentine's Day? Did you use any of our tips? Did anything come (laughs) to light? Um, I'm still very much single, but actually- Yeah, I know. It's that can't shocking. be true. Shocking. <laughs> I actually had a really good day though. I Okay, tell me about it. Tell me yeah, about it. Let's see. I don't know. One, I was just in a really good mood. I went on a walk with one of my good friends, Bridget. Aww. And she brought me cupcakes and I got to catch up with some family members and friends on the phone. And it was just an all around good day. How about you, Sierra? Did you have some romantic times? I did have some romantic times, actually. <laughs> Um, I got to see my boyfriend, which oh. was very nice. He is amazing. We do love um, him. But yeah, so we had a great day. We just relaxed and spent time together since we didn't get to see each other much um, the few weeks before that. And we went to a nice dinner. We drank a lot of champagne. Ooh. <laughs> it was it was lovely, to say the least. What what type of food did you get? We got Italian food. Oh, and we. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we, because we drank a lot of champagne, like before going to dinner, my stomach was like so full. So it was like hard for me to even eat the dinner. You went a little too hard before. A little too hard. Got a pregame a little less. Yeah, but it was a blast. But anywho, um, happy V-Day to all. Hope you all had a great one. Hopefully someone found love. Yeah. (laughs) Um, John will very soon. We're accepting applications. I manifested it. I put out a photo shoot asking people, someone to be my Valentine. So we're still waiting. Did you get any responses? Uh, Maybe. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anywho, so this morning was very chaotic for me. (laughs) I don't know about you, John. It was. I want to apologize. I'm the most on-time person, but today's call time, I was a little late. (laughs) I think we were both a little late this morning. Um, So I actually just arrived home from my two-week Massachusetts excursion with my friends. So I'm back in New York, back at my house with my fam. And 
yeah. So this morning was just crazy. I got home late last night, had to watch the bachelor, obviously. And then this morning, um, I woke up late. I went to take a shower and I was like opening the curtains in the bathroom window. And while I was gone, my mom replaced the curtains. So I like didn't know how they worked and I accidentally <laughs> pulled them down. What? Like all the, like off? Yeah, no, I fully like pulled the <laughs> curtains off the rod. Like they were on the floor. Oh, no. And I was like scrambling. I was like, oh my God, like me and John have to record at 9 a.m. Like, and now I'm naked and my neighbors see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and everyone is watching. They're getting a free show. But I actually just ended up leaving them there, hoping that someone would fix it because we had to record. So I'm hoping that um, someone fixes it. Hopefully, someone out. takes care of that. Yeah, hopefully someone got that situated. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted after this episode. Yeah, I don't, I sadly don't have an exciting story. I just could not get motivated this morning, which is very unlike me. But I think right now I'm, there's a snowstorm going on. It's just that type of day you just don't want to do Ugh. anything. Yeah, no. Well, we have lots to talk about today, so let's get right into it. I want to introduce our new segment oh. called The Ketchup. Not to be confused with mustard. <laughs> The ketchup. <laughs> I love that. Um, I do love mustard, but here for ketchup. Always. Listen, I'm not a fan of mustard, so we're only standing ketchup on this podcast. Okay, and we have well, lots let's... to discuss, so let's get right into it. Let's catch the hell up. So listen, Sierra, I do not know if you're living under a rock, but have you heard about internet <laughs> sensation Tessica Brown, a.k.a. Gorilla Glue Girl? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Who hasn't heard about her? It is insane. If anyone's listening and has not heard about this story, this woman named Tessica Brown put Gorilla Glue hair. <laughs> well, it's not hairspray. She thought it was hairspray, she but she put uh, glue, she this glue spray in her hair, thinking it was hairspray. And then it, her hair got stuck for a month. We have now learned that Gorilla, gorilla Glue does, in fact, work yes, very well. Uh -huh. Proven. <laughs> but not for your hair. So yeah, oh. she got in this very sticky situation where she thought it was hairspray. She sprayed her hair. It got stuck. Then she posted a video on TikTok of her trying to move her hair and touch it. And it, oh my God. it was stuck. This very poor woman. I saw that video like, well, I, I saw it like originally when it came out, but then there were, she was like posting more of her just like, mm -hmm. you know, slapping her head and stuff. And it literally yeah. sounded like a helmet. Yeah, it was. I mean she I don't even think you could at all move it I mean she tried apparently she tried a whole bunch of home remedies and nothing worked and she tried washing yeah. hair and I mean it was stuck on I so, had no idea that Gorilla Glue Gorilla Glue was that strong I know well I didn't even know that they had a spray I mean I knew obviously yeah, the would. Gorilla Glue <laughs> uh normal kind of it's not a glue stick but the you know just the tube of glue but yeah I've used that also a, yeah I didn't know they had a spray so this whole story is just be kind of become a whole thing and just gone its uh -huh. own life within itself I mean yeah. she ended up going if if anyone has been not been keeping up here's the update <laughs> she ended up going to Beverly Hills and well first off there's a whole GoFundMe that got started and raised oh over I think yes. it, now it's like thirty thousand dollars and I think that this just goes to show too like the power of TikTok like she put this mm -hmm. video up on TikTok literally went viral like I think it got over like 52 million views if not yeah. more than that um excuse me if I'm way off like it could have been way more um but that's just insane and that's also just like amazing like how much light could get put on mm -hmm. this situation because of her TikTok I know. And I mean, everyone's well, what about it's covering up, but every hey, major, the only major, news source you guys need. <laughs> yes. But every major media outlets covering it, she's getting 
She was interviewed by TMZ. And she's a celeb. That power of the internet, the power of TikTok, like you said, it's insane. And she got this entire, like we said, GoFundMe page. It's almost at 30,000. But actually, a surgeon in Beverly Hills offered to do the over $12,000 surgery uh, for free. And oh my God. Yeah, he was able to get it out of her hair. So, Wait, I didn't know that he did it for free. Yeah, which was very nice. I mean, obviously because so it went viral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now <laughs> what's interesting about it, there is two big things that I think is kind of interesting to look at with this story. Yeah. Is one, she actually is turning this, <laughs> and I think power to her, she's turning this bad situation that happened to her into monetizing it. And she just got signed to a full-time agent oh who God. represents- Black China, Lamar Odom, and a whole bunch of other people. And she has a merch line now. Yeah. That is some queen hot girl shit. Yeah. So she is really turning this, you know, sticky situation (laughs) into some millions of dollars, hopefully. Oh, my. Talk about, like, going from rock bottom, like, literally having your your hair stuck to your scalp. And now, like, being famous and, like, signed by an agency and, like, that was like the ultimate glow up in the most inconvenient way. I know it's definitely, I think it's interesting to look at this situation and mm-hmm. think through, wait a second, how do, how do I turn a bad situation and make it good or turn into something else? And I think this is, we should all start taking these opportunities that, you know, post things that you love on TikTok or yeah. post things on social media, who knows what it could become. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, don't do this. And that's the other thing <laughs> that we want to talk about is the sad thing is there's copycats. This right now no yeah so no, I don't why know. would anybody do this I know I saw in the Daily Star that a rapper another so she's from Louisiana and a okay. fellow up-and-coming uh, aspiring rap star I think his name was Len Martin mm. he put Gorilla Glue on his lip to be a copycat no. he's like, that he, can't did he glue true. his mouth together I think he glue maybe the top lip to I don't know. I don't know exactly. Oh I don't want to. Okay. Miss well, I think people day. need to realize that this is not one of those things that like is going to get them attention after it's already been done. Like, <laughs> be different. <laughs> well, one, be different, and two, I mean, be smart with your decisions, people. Don't. Yeah. I mean, you just saw a woman go through a month without being able to touch her hair. Oh don't God. put gorilla glue on any part Poor of your Tessica. body. Yeah. Stick to arts and crafts, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> also, I think it also goes to show like how important it is to ask for help like imagine if she just let this sit and just and never did anything about it like didn't Mm -hmm. post the tiktok didn't tell everyone she knew you know she definitely would not be where she is now having had a plastic surgeon in beverly hills fix her hair up and um all these things that are coming to her now because she put herself out there um i think that can be so important in so many aspects of life if something is happening to you don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask for help whether that be on tiktok or just like talking to your friends like you never know what can come from that i mean she probably would never have gotten the resource that she has to get that help and she could have probably Mm -hmm. permanently damaged i mean i think they said that if she would have kept trying to get it out she could have ripped out her scalp like that's how glued down this was and she could have had permanent damage so yeah, I think we've definitely learned the power of putting yourself out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we know like what what the doctor used to get her hair unstuck? He did say, I don't have that on me right now. We can look it up, but it was okay. some type of tea. Yeah, he, anybody knows, uh, submit it. <laughs> he did a video about it though, and he 
figured out the perfect formula of, I think it was, he used some common things and then used some type of medical grade level, like adhesive remover. I don't, he made some concoction and he did it first on, I think, uh, fake hair and tested it out, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, power to you, Tessica. Tessica. I'm so happy that you're better. Our podcast is open. Come on anytime and tell us your story. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Speaking of hair, um, John. Yes. Is James Charles bald? Okay, I know I saw <laughs> this. I mean, the internet was going crazy about this. Yeah. Is he bald? Is it fake? Is it I, a filter? I think it's a bald cap. I think it's a bald cap, and he's doing this for one of his videos. He's been doing a lot oh of crazy God. stuff recently. I don't yeah. know if you saw the pregnancy one, which he's under a lot of heat right. for, but what do you yes. think? Yes. Yeah, so if any of you didn't catch this, um, James Charles posted in his story these videos of him where he appeared to have shaved his head. He also participated in some interviews when he was asked if this was real, and he said yes. (laughs) And that left the internet going crazy because... His head did look like very flawlessly smooth. It looked a little too perfect. A little too perfect. And like in some of the videos that he posted to his story you could see like he had like the fire emojis on his head as well or like other little like filtery things so Lots people were wondering filters. like yeah so like is it real is it fake actually um my boss from work sent me the photos and she was like do you think this is real and I was like I honestly have no idea <laughs> I know I when I first thought I instantly thought it was fake just because I feel like he is someone who doesn't use a lot of filters and every time he keeps posting those filters on it. And he, I mean, it makes sense because he loves like a good video that he does something for a week or tries something for a day. So I think we're about to get that YouTube video in the next couple of days, but it's crazy. Hair is taking over the the world and the media of what people are doing without their hair. Yeah, seriously. It's just so wild. Is there anything that you yourself have ever wanted to do to your hair or a style change and maybe not even related to hair that you've always wanted to do or you've done before? I mean, I admire anyone who can do that, like, shortcut with bangs. Like, I think it's so cute. I I could personally never do it. It just wouldn't work with my face shape. But actually, a big, like, hair transition for me was after I graduated high school, I started going blonde, which was something (laughs) that, like, I feel like a lot of people who I met in college didn't know that it was, like. I know. When you would show me Yeah, they just know me as being. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, everyone in college just knows me as, like, always being blonde. But if you ask any of my friends from high school, they always know me as being a brunette. And kind of what like sparked this um, hair transition for me was I was in a musical in my senior year of high school and I had to wear a blonde wig in the production. (laughs) And I weirdly got like a lot of people being like, wow, like that, your hair, that hair looks so good on you. Like, have you ever thought of dyeing it? And at that point I was like, "Mm, I don't know, (laughs) maybe. But then like, I graduated high school and I just kind of wanted like a fresh slate when going to college. Like I, I wanted to be, you know, a new, like an improved version of me. I didn't want to be high school me. I wanted to be college Sierra, you know? (laughs) So for me, that was like, okay, what if I just do something a little different? So I started getting highlights and I ended up loving it. And it was just like, it really like boosted my confidence. Like I felt 
way like hotter and just like more myself, just like doing this like small little tweak to my hair. And ever since then, I just continued getting highlights all through college. And here we are today. It's crazy how just doing the smallest little change can just change your outlook on life and make you feel more confident. Yeah. I remember I, I, you didn't know me when this happened, but okay. from most of high school and then my first year of college, I always had longer hair. Not oh, yeah, super I've seen photos. Long, not super long. <laughs> like people are going to get a cut. weird visual. <laughs> but it was kind of like the Justin Bieber swoop type thing. Hot. And I never really showed my forehead. And then oh. my sophomore year of college when I was coming out uh, of the closet. Oh, also, yes. Yes, yeah, that did happen. I was like, oh, I'm going to cut my hair. I'm just, I just need to change. And I, it was a huge change. I mean, I just, and now it's kind of stuck. And I changed my hairstyle a little bit, but it's pretty much been the same for, well, I'm actually looking to, I kind of want to change it up. I've oh always wanted to go blonde and everyone says don't. So let me know gonna people say- if I should or not. You mentioned that you like wanted to go blonde and yeah. you've said it like enough where I'm like, is he kidding? Or is this and I don't, I don't mean bleach blonde. I want to go more kind of like a dirty blonde or like a light brown. I don't know. I just want something to change or I don't know. I always wanted to try a buzz cut, but also people said that won't look good either. I don't know. I might just try yeah. trying things. I mean, you could go bald like James Charles and just see how people react. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it for a video. We'll put it on our yeah. Instagram or, or TikTok. Or we'll document it. All right. Well, speaking of putting yourself out there on social media and being talked about a lot on social media is our favorite Britney Spears. Yes. If any of you have not seen it, the Britney doc framing Britney Spears is available on Hulu FX and it is all about the conservatorship of Britney Spears and the free Britney movement behind it. Now, this documentary is everywhere, mm-hmm. right? It is, it's being talked about everywhere I turn on Instagram, Twitter, on when I watch TV, my friends, my family, everyone is watching it. Oh I mean, God, I watched it twice. <gasps> and I never watched things twice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I couldn't watch it like the day it came out. And I was like freaking out because everybody was posting about it on social media. And wow, like this is just a huge topic that has been prevalent for quite some time mm-hmm. now, because as we learned in the documentary, Brittany has been under this conservatorship of her father, um, Jamie Spears, for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. And the free Britney movement has been around for quite a few years now. However, most recently it has been brought into light as Britney has been active on social media, posting Insta videos and reels where people are like, oh my gosh, is she, is this like a cry for help? Right. Or is she giving hidden messages? Is she trying to speak to us without saying it directly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I'm, I'm glad that finally, I mean, I heard about the Free Britney movement. I think you said you did too, but yeah. I think this is the first time a lot of people are actually hearing about this and it's mm-hmm. getting actual attention and I hope it creates actual change and conversation about a lot of things. Me too. I mean, I love Britney. Like I love Britney Spears. She's like one of those artists that she was just such a big part of our lives as we were mm-hmm. growing up, you know, like she was that person who like everyone knew about, like, I remember when I got what, what were those little, um, like tiny boom boxes called that had like the, the little oh, discs yes. that you hung off of them and you like inserted yes. them into the boom box. I don't those remember what those are ones. called. I love those. Yeah. 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 I used to have like all like 
like Britney Spears mm-hmm. or like all of my little CTs. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. If anyone I remembers, forget. please yeah. let us know. No, her music, I mean, every song is catchy. Also, she does not get enough credit. She is such a good performer and dancer. And oh my God, yeah. Like that's not easy. And she does write some of her music. Like she's a great musician. And she works so hard. She worked mm-hmm. so hard to get to where she is. Like she didn't come from fame or come from money. Like we, as yeah. we learned in the doc, if you didn't already know, like she's from small town in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And it was really like a big um, job for her family to get her to New York City and to get her name yeah. out and um, to afford it financially, the the implications of taking dance, taking singing lessons. And also just the drive that it takes to become someone as successful as her. Like she deserves the credit that um she's lacking. I agree. I mean, I think this documentary brought up so many great points of, you know, she was the biggest thing and still oh, is. Yeah. I mean, she's very respected and loved, but she went through it and the media made things so hard for her. Yes. And that was one thing that oh, really- Heartbreaking. I think it showed the light of how horrible the media and the paparazzi and the mm-hmm. treated her and did not know how to handle mental illness and when people were going through things and not how people weren't respecting her privacy. And I think- <sighs> I think this is a great dialogue for us all to have. So we never let that happen again to people, especially now with social media. It's a little different of a way than it was back then. But absolutely. What were your thoughts on, you know, the portrayal of the documentary gave of how the media impacted her, you know, issues going on in her private life and kind of Mm -hmm. her public life? Yeah, I mean, it was so heartbreaking and devastating to me to see those interviews between her and then you know, the reporters interviewing her and the types of questions that she was being asked were truly so inappropriate. So, so inappropriate. And I don't know if- <laughs> I just dropped an entire glass of water. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Clearly we're passionate about Britney. I don't know how that flew back then. And I know that now it's not okay. And I hope that celebrities don't have to go through this anymore. I mean, I'm sure that they're still asked like inappropriate questions and interviews. And I think that it's just not fair to them. You know, I think here we go again, talking about (laughs) my, I guess my favorite word on this podcast, but again, boundaries and people did not respect her boundaries. And no, I hated seeing her cry. And even beyond that, I mean, Listen, I get it that celebrities quote quote sign up for this life and they're putting themselves out there. But I'm sorry, like in that documentary, you see she was not just being followed by two paparazzi. It was no. crowds of paparazzi. I mean, she was, I think she was in a it looked appeared to be in a gas station. Yeah. And she came out of the bathroom and there was actually an entire crowd of paparazzi that is disturbing yeah. that is someone's private life I mean they were in a ru- it looks like they were in a restaurant with her mm-hmm. I mean you you see this girl breaking down and yeah. you're screaming at her and bringing up personal things like you don't have your kids anymore you don't have this you don't have that like that is so messed up I mean this so, is so messed up and and all in all what it comes down to is they're celebrities they're just like us in the sense mm-hmm. of like they have feelings they have emotions like they have you know, their, their tolerance levels. And 
I don't think that anybody should be treated that way. Like whether they are idolized as celebrities or just normal people, like, you know, everybody deserves their privacy to some extent. And I know as a celebrity that doesn't come as easy. And like you mentioned, um, everyone's argument is always like, well, they signed up for this, but she did not sign up for what happened. (laughs) No, no, you didn't sign up to be like (laughs) tortured or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like being displayed in such a negative light when you're really just like her, from what I gathered from the documentary, like her goal was to be happy and make music. Like she loved mm. performing and, and be she with wanted her to, kids. Yeah. She wanted to be with her kids, but she wanted to connect with her audience. Like she wanted to be, she also wanted to be a good mother. Like there were many more factors than just um, what the the public was displaying her to be like. Yeah. And I think, again, this is just time and time this comes out and we have to start really realizing this and honoring this, that we do not know the entire story. And even now, I mean, we don't know the entire story no. even after watching yeah. this documentary. We'll, we'll but, keep learning more. Yeah. But I think we have to learn from those past mistakes. I mean, we have all these up and coming TikTok stars and mm-hmm. we really have to be careful. I mean, the media and social media, social media is the new paparazzi. We all are now the new paparazzi where we take yeah. photos ourselves and we have to be careful with what we're putting out there and what we're saying about each other. And I think we should all learn to not let this happen again to someone else. Yeah, I completely agree. Also, last the last <laughs> thing I want to say about it is Netflix just announced this past Monday that they're making their <gasps> yes. own documentary about uh, Britney Spears and this conservatorship. Uh, it was yes. actually started before the debut of Framing Britney Spears. So we'll definitely be on the lookout of that and have to- Oh my God keep discussing this conversation yes we do I'm so excited for that though because like I wonder how different it will be or how Mm. similar it will be will we have interviews from different people we didn't see in the Framing Britney doc yeah I definitely think this is the start and there's lots more to come out and this journey is not over and Brittany we're rooting for you and we hope you get to speak out and tell your truth whatever that is sometime soon yes well Something well. else exciting <laughs> going on is it is Sierra's birthday on Saturday. We're just a couple <gasps> days away. How oh my gosh. Feel? Are you excited for your birthday? <laughs> I'm excited, but this is definitely like a, it's I'm turning 23. So mm. I don't feel as excited for this year as I did, for example, turning 21, where it was like this huge yeah. ordeal. Like this birthday's a little more low key. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always excited for a birthday I love birthdays and celebrating birthdays because so. you probably were able to if I'm thinking back last year you're still probably able to sort of do something because the pandemic wasn't was it here no it wasn't here yet yeah no yeah the past few years I actually had really really good birthdays like my 20th birthday I was abroad in London so I got to celebrate my birthday in London yeah. and I went to see um Matilda the musical with my class <laughs> and my that. friends and I got Chipotle because like Chipotle is just like you don't eat it as much in London so we were like let's do something fun and like that we love um and then for my 21st birthday I was in LA so that was so, so much was fun. I for mine oh my god yeah, my 21st birthday was one definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I, I loved turning and not 21. Even, and not even just because it's, you know, you're legal and can drink. It's, yeah. I just, I don't know, something that was just so good and magical and being in LA. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. something that was Absolutely. Yeah, and then for my 22nd birthday last year, I was in Ithaca with all of my friends. And so, yeah, this year is different um, because I'm home. Um, my boyfriend's still going to come. Yeah, you just got to make the most of it. 
Did you, so, okay, so your boyfriend's coming. Are you doing anything else fun for it or just, you know, very low key? Yeah. Well, so we actually do have plans to get together with a couple of our friends. So there will be about five of us, but we're going to do a little like mini theme to get together. I don't want to spill the beans of the theme yet. Oh my gosh. Wait, I I need to hear about this. I know, but stay tuned for Yeah, stay tuned for next episode because I will give you all the rundown of our themed night, how it goes, what happens, what we do, and now all I, the next week's episode. I did see on social media that you mm-hmm. were given a little gift from some of your friends that looked kind of fun. I saw what is oh. I see your new obsession is hummus. <laughs> yes. Oh, hummus has always been a part of me, but very much recently, I've been very into the um, Ipka hummus buffalo ranch flavor. <laughs> I've never tried it. it. Is, I got to try it. I new. mean, I've had it Ithaca hummus, but I've never had that flavor. No, it's so good. Well, obviously biased to Ithaca hummus um, because I love the town of Ithaca. And I, so my friends gave me an Ithaca hummus sweatshirt. And then they also gave me a mug that had a picture of Tyler Cameron and Matt James. The um, Matt James is the current bachelor and Tyler Cameron is, is a previous bachelorette contestant. And it had their, um, like just them on it. They were not wearing any clothes and they had food covering um, their <laughs> private spots. Hey, sounds like a great gift. Yeah. And then, yeah, my friend got me a lip cloth, which was fun. But yeah excited for my birthday is there anything else you want for your birthday I don't know I honestly don't really have like many like big wishes this year besides just um to have a good year I mean I know this is going to be a big year of like change for me so really like my birthday wish is just for everything to go well (laughs) and that's all we can hope for these days (laughs) so yeah it's just like a happiness and no but I'm with my loved ones (laughs) all jokes aside this is going to be a really big year for you I mean your new job and eventually moving to LA and this podcast and I just think this is a really exciting time for you and I do want to say happy birthday you thank you for being one of my best friends you're a gift to me every single day so everyone wish her a happy birthday (laughs) thank you thank you All right. Well, enough about me. No, more about you. Let's keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, enough about me. We can talk about me more later. Um, (laughs) But I would love to introduce a new segment alert. What is it, Sierra? And this segment is called the Weekly Wonders. So if you guys did not see, we actually posted on our Instagram story. Follow us on Instagram at, at What About It Podcast. Thank you, John. <laughs> and we posted on our story and we asked for any of our followers to submit questions or things that they were wondering about about us or just what they would like us to talk about on the podcast so we're gonna do this every week so stay tuned we're gonna put up a little question box and you guys can submit anything you're wondering about anything at all so let's dive into it the weekly wonders we had some great questions this week we'll do a couple of them all right john i'm gonna ask you this okay what is your advice with clicks in school? And did you experience them? This is something that someone submitted and was wondering about. Yeah, I think I loved this question. Thank you for submitting it. Yes. So 
I personally, I mean, I've obviously witnessed clicks. Mm -hmm. I notice more clicky type behavior more in high school rather than college for me personally. And I was someone in high school. I, to be honest, I didn't really even have like an exact like group of people. I more of hung out and talked to just lots of different people. I didn't have like my own exact quote, quote, click or group. Right. But I definitely knew that a lot of people in my high school were in a lot of cliques. And it definitely Mm -hmm. was something that I know a lot of people experience and it can be very challenging and hard to, I mean, I hate the idea of cliques. I mean, I I wish everyone could just get along with each other. And if you don't, then just, I don't know, be nice and don't talk that much. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah, please. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I haven't had too, too many experiences, but I've definitely like myself going through a negative one. But Mm-hmm. I have definitely witnessed it and have a lot of friends that have really struggled with people being very clicky and yeah. not nice. And I hate that. I mean, I, let's all be inclusive. Come on. Absolutely. Is there anything that you've learned from not necessarily you experiencing like a negative click situation, but from your friends experiencing them that you think is important for other people to acknowledge when it comes to clicks? Yeah, I think, well, first off, let me say this. If someone is being, I and mean, I'm not trying to sound preachy, but if someone is not allowing you to come in the group or they're not including you or you're the odd man out. Those are not the people that you're meant to be friends with. And you will find, I think the important thing is you will find your own people and you just Mm got to put yourself out there or especially in places like college or high school, or at any point, join clubs that you're actually passionate about or do projects you love. Cause that's how you're going to meet people who are similar to you or have similar interests. I think that's probably the best way to find the right click instead of being in negative clicks. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I agree with that. I wish that clicks weren't as big of a thing as they are. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you yourself had experience with that? Yeah, I would say I definitely have. I think in high school, my high school was very, very clicky. There were countless clicks. Yeah. But I luckily had a very great group of friends um, who I'm still super close with to this day. And then going into college, that was a whole new ball game for me of the click world. Um, I don't know if you can relate, but with girls, like girls can mean, especially when you are like new to a click. And in college, I was one of those people who was kind of like friends with everyone. I had like a good core group of friends who I met early on in my college experience. But aside from that, I just loved like making new friends and like Mm -hmm. accumulating more people to my circle. But not everyone is like that. And as I progressed through college, I kind of found like a good um, core group of girls that I became very close with through experiences like my semester abroad in LA, not abroad, away from campus in LA. And coming back to college after that and navigating like being friends with a new group of girls from like who I was rooming with in LA that I became very close with and then meeting all of their friends was, um, it was a great situation because it brought so many new people into my life. But it was also tough because when a group of girls or guys are very close, um, you're not necessarily always going to be welcomed. And that was something that I experienced with a new group of girls was navigating like being, being a new friend and like realizing that like, so kind of like what we were talking about last week with like not taking things personally, but, um, the girls that I was becoming close with, like they were, they were inclusive of me to an extent, but 
sometimes the it new was, person. Yeah, I was the new person. And sometimes it was made obvious that they there was a couple people who didn't really want like a new friend and mm-hmm. navigating that was an interesting situation in itself. And I had to look at it from a different lens of like, okay, I love this group of girls. And like some of them obviously really want me here. And maybe some of them do not, but to remove myself, like from the situation, like look at it as a whole is like, well, I really like everyone. So like, I want to continue getting to know these girls and like seeing if maybe there can be a friendship in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just like shutting it down immediately because I was feeling a little bit unwelcomed and all in all, our relationships did end up fostering further. I obviously became closer with some girls more than the others, but I just want everyone to, to know that it's okay to like feel a challenge when mm-hmm. becoming part of a new social group because just because like you feel like oh like you would like welcome other people into your social group not everyone is like that and you're going to encounter like a lot of not so welcoming people in life and that's yeah. that can be really hard on you yeah i and and that's something what you said was uh you mentioned kind of that you were closer to some people a little bit more than others and i think that's yes. something else that's important to remember is that even within groups that aren't quote, quote, negatively clicky, you still Mm -hmm. might be closer with certain people than other. And I think that's okay. And that's life in general. I mean, even within families, like there's just some people who are closer than others. Like I am super, super close to my aunt more than anyone else's. And it's just, I don't know, I just think within groups, groups are hard to navigate. And I they think are, the best- especially when the, the group of people that you're joining is already really close. Yeah. And, you know, I, my, like, I mean, I was friends with a lot of people in school, but I definitely, I think I did kind of, I, I had one group specifically though. Right. And it has grown and evolved and people, you know, continue to get added in. And I think sometimes it is hard, like you said, to be the new friend. I know mm-hmm. one of my best friends in the group, she honestly, she kind of became one of our closest friends towards the second half of senior year. I mean, that is a hard time to enter in. uh, And we're so glad that she did enter into our friend group. And it was the best thing. And I wish we would have all found each other sooner. But Mm -hmm. that was hard for her. I mean, she had to navigate not understanding everyone's jokes and Mm -hmm. not understanding all the memories. And, you know, even now I kind of feel bad when we have Snapchat memories or anything like that. Like she's not part of that. And I feel like we don't want to make her left out. So I think it's also keeping in mind if you're the people in the group that, oh, hey, maybe this person, you know, she may not be part of this. So how can we include her? I don't know. I just feel like it's important to remember that part of it too when you're on the opposite end maybe you're not the one who's joining a group but maybe you have a group and someone else is entering into it or you're making new friends that make sure you remember like oh this person might not understand this or maybe not constantly bring up jokes that they wouldn't yeah. understand or memories absolutely and I also think it's important to think like how would you feel if you were that person joining this like new social group you know like right obviously you'd want to feel welcomed and invited to things and not like you were unimportant or uninvited. And yeah, I think like we can do another episode, like getting into this whole situation way um, deeper because I have a lot more that I could say on this Mm -hmm. topic. And it is funny too, like how I learned that sometimes it's so important to like self-advocate in like new social situations like this, because a lot of the times when I was experiencing something, if I told someone, then they would be like, oh my gosh, like we never meant 
for you to feel that way. Or, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was doing that. And then like something would shift because not all the time, uh, like people notice what they're doing. Yeah. It may not be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Real quickly, I just wanted to add on that as it's kind of funny. I mean, this is why I love doing this podcast is as I was, we're talking about this and I'm thinking about it. I Uh actually thinking back, I mean, my high school was very clicky and I think (laughs) going through that and not being part of someone's specific click and it being harder to make friends and find my people. I think that did help to make me the person I am today of being more inclusive towards people and wanting to, you know, include everyone as much as you can. So I do think, I mean, I I don't ever want to push for clicking, you know, having clicks, but it did. I think it does show you and helps you become someone that wants to include people more. So I don't know. Absolutely. I completely, yeah, I completely agree with that. Like if anything from this clicky conversation, like I think it is so important to acknowledge how much it can mean to someone to just make them feel like they are welcomed and special and that their presence is important because I think that can go way further than we think. Like you never know what's happening in that person's life or, um, you know, what, the backstory is, but, but it's okay to go out of your way to be nice. Yeah. And if there's one big takeaway, I personally, John would want to give you the person who asked this question is never give up on, like I said, trying to find the right group of friends or friend, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need millions of friends or a group. You maybe just find your one really good friend is don't, deal with the clicks. If someone is making you feel unwanted or that you're not part of a group or excluding you, do not keep wasting your time with them because that is not good friends. And you deserve to have good friends in your life of people who understand you fully and get anything you're going through or your struggles or whatever it may be. Absolutely. And stand up for yourself. If someone is treating you poorly, don't be afraid. That's something that I I wish I could tell my younger self is if you feel that way, say something because be an advocate for yourself. Yeah. Be an advocate for yourself. It is 2021. We do not have time for bad people and negative energy in our life. We do not cut out. So (laughs) one other weekly wonder someone was asking us, and this one's a little lighthearted and a quick one. Okay. okay. Someone asked and wanted to know what our favorite shows are. (gasps) So what What are some of yours? (laughs) Well, I love that question because in case you guys didn't know, I did major in a television related major in college. So expert. (laughs) So I'm very passionate about good TV and actually a favorite genre of mine is reality TV. I love, love, love reality TV. Cannot get enough of it. Um, Some of my favorite shows are definitely the bachelor is way up there. I love the bachelor. I love the real housewives. I love that entire franchise. Most recently I've been watching real housewives of Salt Lake city, which is such an exciting new franchise to come I'm behind to. on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I started so it. Good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is so good. So much drama. And can we talk about the fashion? <laughs> they always bring it. They always bring it. And it's such, it's so different than like other seasons yeah. and of, you know, different locations. I also love reality TV. I, yes. I've been a little behind on reality TV, I think, but I, yeah, I love all reality TV, but I will say I'm not really a binge watcher of shows. That's just not really me. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. But I, and I know everyone's been talking about this, but I have to say I was obsessed and loved Shit's Creek. Have you seen oh it? Oh my God. 
No, I haven't seen it, but Sierra, it's on my list. you have to see it. I mean, you, I just <laughs> like I just said, I don't binge TV and I couldn't stop watching. I mean, it is just so funny, such a lighthearted, fun, just you just want to keep watching it. It's just such Ooh. a good show. It was so well written and everyone was cast perfectly. And oh, I just love it. You need to watch it. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's still on my list. Yeah. Um, I want to give a couple other shows too that I've watched recently that I just think are so phenomenal and that everybody should watch. I know I've mentioned them both to you before, but here we are. I know. I know one that's coming. That's yeah. still on my list to watch. Okay. I'm going to give you two. One is The Undoing. I cannot say enough good things yeah. about this show. Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, name a more iconic duo. <laughs> Seriously. Like they are. I heard so... it's amazing. Oh my gosh. It is so good. I watched it with my sister and my brother's girlfriend and we were so invested like it, the drama and the chaos it's oh my gosh it's and and this plot twists they just keep them coming mm-hmm. um and then another show is bridgerton yep that's the one i was waiting for oh the most it was so beautifully made so beautifully made yeah I heard it's really good and I heard it gets a little spicy. It does. It gets way steamier than I expected. When I started watching it, I really just expected it to be like a beautiful, like, you know, old times show. I got to see like amazing fashion and just like hear them talking accents. And then I was <laughs> taken off guard by some of the um, fiery scenes that yeah, I we heard got I heard to see. Spicy, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, one show that I absolutely positively loved and I did tell you to watch it. I don't think you have yet was I loved that new show on HBO Max Flight Attendant. Oh my gosh, you did say that one. Oh, it is so good. And I think those are some great suggestions of shows people can watch. Now, I wanted to play a quick game, but I wanted to do a little what about it spin on a classic. So I saw on Parade Magazine an article that came out that was about 250 Uh, would you rather questions to learn about friends more than you ever expected and obviously we're friends and I decided (laughs) I wanted to play the game with you but do a little spin on it and I thought it'd be interesting to ask each other the would you rather questions but instead of wait for each other's answers ask the would you rather and decide and guess what we think the other person would answer okay okay so we're predicting each other's would you rather response yes (laughs) And yeah, you said that way clearer than I did. And and to make it interactive, after the show goes live, we will be this weekend putting up the Would You Rather questions on our Instagram and you guys can decide on the poll feature, which one you would rather do. Ooh la la, I love this. Yeah, so we can't see, wait to see what you guys also pick. So to get started, now Sierra, do you think I would rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Hmm. That is a good one. Okay, so 10 minutes into the future, 150 years into the future. Wow. I feel like 10 minutes into the future would be like spoilers every 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but 150 years into the future, um, that would be really cool because you, not to say that we won't live forever, but you know, that's kind of what's happening, like, after the end of our lives. I think that you would rather see 150 years into the future, because I don't think that you would like the 10-minute spoilers, because I think that you like, you know, living for the thrill of it, and, like, not knowing what's coming. 
You are correct. Yeah, Woo-hoo! no, I I would not. I feel like if you constantly do 10 minutes in the future, I mean, how could you even live in the moment? You would be like, wait, I want to know if I'm going to end up meeting this person or, or I want to know what's going to happen in this show or this, this, this. Like, who wants that? Yeah, I also feel like there would be no decisions to make because like you already yeah. would know what that decision would be. Like if you were like, what should I have for lunch? Like a soup or a sandwich, but then you already know that you're going to be having a sandwich. Yeah, it would just take the fun out so of there's what? really no question. Yeah. yeah. And if you know 150 <laughs> years in the future, you can get some insight and make the present better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to ask a question for you to this predict for good. me. <laughs> okay. Do you think that I would rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I okay. I think you would rather be the funniest person in the room, just because I think you still have to be very smart to be the funniest person in the room. Oh, ding ding ding! We have a winner. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is correct. That that is correct. Because I I agree with that. That was actually what I was thinking was like, in order to be funny, like you have to be reading the room and like be clever. Yeah. I mean, you have to be very smart to have jokes land and pick up on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I would definitely rather be a person who like enters a room and there's like light and laughter as opposed to just like intimidation of just like that person being like so smart. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one. Do you think I would rather be chronically underdressed or overdressed? Easy. <laughs> Mr. Fashionista over here. <laughs> Definitely chronically overdressed. You love to dress up and you yeah. love to look good. And I I think that you look good no matter what, whether and, you're in sweats. And or it's a way better of a situation to be overdressed than underdressed, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would much rather appear to like a diner or dinner or something like you could still go to the diner, diner overdress, <laughs> like in a ball gown than like a trash bag. I mean, because if you had to go to an interview or a big event, wouldn't you rather be in, you know, a tux or like some cool overdressed up outfit than wearing sweats? I mean, you can't change that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would much rather be overdressed. <laughs> and I love that about you. All right. On to the next one. Do you think that I would rather have everyone I know be able to read my thoughts or for everyone I know to have access to my internet history? Sketchy. <gasps> hmm. <laughs> oh, actually, I think this is an easy one. I think you would rather have people have access to your search history because it's probably just like you googling about broadway or something <laughs> like it's not it's, not, it's nothing i feel like it wouldn't be anything stuff. too spicy i feel yeah. i mean i don't think you'd want people to know what you're thinking no definitely not that, yeah <laughs> that was like an easy one for me yeah I, I would definitely much rather have people look at my dorky search history of like what the latest um celebrity wore to like the oscars than you know what i'm thinking 24 7 because my thoughts are sometimes a train wreck yeah my search history would literally just be what's 30 percent of something (laughs) or how much should i give of this or oh my gosh a simple math problem or something or like when you have to like put 
your um like time into a time card and it's like and you have to put it in like as a decimal but it's like you you worked like an hour and 35 minutes and you're like what is that as a decimal <laughs> like searching that conversion also mine's <laughs> into so math in this house mine is so much about synonyms or different word choices for writing songs or emails like I always am trying to step up the game so it's very boring search history so go ahead and look yeah <laughs> Okay. Do you think I would rather give up my cell phone for a month or give up bathing for a month? Oh, <laughs> interesting. Someone who really knows me would know my answer. How well do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on. I think that you would rather give up your cell phone for a month. I you think that me. you would. <laughs> I think you would love that little break from like, mm -hmm. you know, your cell phone, uh, yeah. those things that freaking run our lives. And also you are so cleanly and yes. um, hygienic. I just cannot imagine you not bathing for a month. I think you would rather die, honestly. <laughs> I'm OCD. I have to always yeah. shower. I like to be clean. I could never not. I mean, I don't like, truthfully, I don't like baths though, but I just kind of <laughs> made that in my head. It was like, oh, that must also be showering. So that's yeah, just like know. being clean need to be clean, can get rid of my yeah, cell no, phone, need a break. <laughs> seriously, I'd rather, if, if there was an opportunity for like life to just pause and for like me to go off my cell phone for a month too, I would love that to just like do some like inner soul searching, maybe yeah. like travel, um, you know, just to really like focus on myself without like the pressures of the outer world and like social media. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, it'd be nice to not be connected 24 seven. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do another. Okay. Do you think that I would rather marry the most attractive person I've ever met or the best cook I've ever met? Uh, see, this is hard because <laughs> this is a tough one. <laughs> if I may, you know what? I think I'm going to say, I think you would rather marry the best cook. And I'm only saying that because superficial things can only get you so far in life. I mean, yeah. they could be hot as hell, but can they and hold good food is so important to me. <laughs> True. Food, food gets you going. So. True. <laughs> we love food. Is that correct? That is correct. I'll be honest. I didn't have an answer to that when I asked. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to like, wait and see what you said. Um, and that's why I asked that question. You're like, no, I want the hot person. <laughs> <laughs> While I do want a hot person. Um, I think that I agree with where you were going with along the lines of that, like the superficial things in a relationship are not as important as the substantial things like being sure. a good cook, which is like more of a skill than just like being good looking. You were just given that. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, to me, having passion or talent is so hot within itself. Oh, like if yeah. you're like, such a good cook, like to me, that would be hot. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Drive. Drive in life is the sexiest mm -hmm. thing. Goals. Ambitions. But I have one more. Would you rather? And I okay. think this one is very interesting. Okay. Do you think I would rather hear a comforting lie or an uncomfortable <laughs> truth? Oh. Hmm, this is a good one. I think knowing you, I think that you would rather hear the uncomfortable truth. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't lies. think that, oh my gosh, me too. I would much rather as well hear an uncomfortable truth than 
a comforting lie. I don't think that either of us would ever like prefer to be lied to just for like mm-hmm. comfort's sake. I think there's very few times in life where lies are like make the most sense or are the good decision to do because I don't know. I just it's better just to rip off that bandaid and get that truth, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I and I just think that's also just like a form of respect. And oh, could I go into a, a long story about this, <laughs> which I'll have to save for another episode because yes. I don't want to run us out of time. We'll be uh, <laughs> we'll be talking for the next hour, but. I personally, and this is coming from like an actual situation, I think it's 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 respectful like to your friend to be honest with them. If you know something that they don't know that would hurt them. Oh, I, for I, sure. Oh my gosh. I think that you should tell them because wouldn't you rather have them know and like prepare for it than have them find out unexpectedly and have to like pick up the breadcrumbs of like how that all happened Oh my gosh, I have to tell this story another time. Yeah, I would love to hear. And also the uncomfortable truth. I think giving that to a friend shows that you are such a good friend. I mean, it is is so much harder to tell someone the truth or tell someone, hey, like, I don't think this is a good decision or, hey, you didn't look so good when you said this rather than being like, you were perfect or what you're doing is great. So yeah, we definitely- We'll need to definitely dive into more of this. Yeah, I was gonna say that I just think that like relationships and friendships- are all built on honesty. And I think like honesty is one of the most important things in life. So yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that another time. Yeah, we have lots to discuss on this topic. Who knew that this lots game would just lots. bring so much up? <laughs> I loved that game. That was so fun. Well, we hope everyone loved this Would You Rather game. We'll be putting up the Would You Rather questions on our Instagram. We can't wait to see what you guys pick, but we in general oh, yeah. want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. We hope that Everyone loved it. And thank you again for tuning in and keep tuning in. Make sure you download, subscribe, follow, rate, and review. And most importantly, tell everyone you know. Tell everyone you know about this podcast. Tell them all. (laughs) There will be a brand new episode every Thursday. So be here next week. Make sure to stay Mm -hmm. up to date on all things What About It by following us on Instagram and TikTok at What About It Podcast and on Twitter at What About It underscore pod. You can find me on Instagram at John Flynn Music. And you can find me at Sierra Morabito. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. 